0: going on people people get that podcast as always with myself Ryan joining me Kevin what's up Kevin what's going on what do you think of uh the Schroeder trade right off the bat
1: Duh, um I guess it, TBD is what I would say because really yeah because Danny Green I'm not a Danny Green hater like every idiot on planet Earth who decides that they're going to hate Danny green because he didn't shoot well in the playoffs, uh, even though he's probably their third best player for the majority of the season. Um, so it's I don't say much though. Yeah, it's not saying much, but it's still reality. I mean, if you're going to hate Danny green, you should hate every other player on the Lakers, not named AD and LeBron, but I, I do what, well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> people, people could, it's, and it's fine, but people have to be consistent. Don't, you know, Tell me, Avery Bradley, some sort of stud, and Danny Green's trash. But, anyways, um, so they it's less shooting. I did see that there was a tweet um, from Kurt Goldsberry that uh, Dennis Schroeder was a really good catch and shoot three point shooter uh, this last season with OKC. So that sort of made me feel a little bit better about it. Like he. I mean, for his career, he's he's nothing special from three, but he's, he's not bad. So that was good to see. Maybe he gets more – you know, you play with LeBron, you're going to get more catch and, sh- catch and shoot threes. That's how it works. But he's still going to be playing a lot as, I imagine, the lead ball handler for, like, the bench units. So would I look at this as a Rondo replacement more than a Danny Green replacement. Um, yeah. On that level, I'm totally fine with it because I still – uh, going back to small sample sizes, I don't – I mean, Rondo was great in the playoffs, thrilled with his performance, awesome, totally proved me wrong 1,000%, did not see that happening at all, uh, don't really care that they're going to lose him. I would be thrilled if the Clippers spent a lot of money to sign Rajon Rondo, which seems to be – I mean, this this leads you uh, – Just looking forward, this basically is the Lakers telling everyone, what someone's going to sign Rondo. We're not going to be able to pay him. Okay. So now my only concern is, so if we're replacing Rondo with Schroeder, fine. You know, you could say Rondo's better at certain things than Schroeder is. Schroeder's better at other things. It's probably, uh, I would say, a slight upgrade. Uh, But then you're, you're just losing Danny Green. Like Danny Green's just completely off the team. So I saw some tweets like, oh, they're going to try to get Wes Matthews from the Bucks." Would that really be a good look from the Bucs if they're just giving West Matt? Like, what are the Lakers going to trade to the Bucs to get West Matthews? That wouldn't like look like the Bucs trading away a rotation player on their team when they're trying to keep Giannis. So I don't know how real that rumor is. Um, it's TBD because if they don't replace Danny Green in any way, then I don't really like the move. If this is just a Rondo replacement and they end up signing some sort of 3D ish guy, that we could say, okay, maybe that guy's not as good as Danny Green. Uh, but he could somewhat replace him then I'm fine with it. So I have to see how the rest of the the rest of the uh offseason shakes out. Which sounds like a cop out, but really in most trades you it, it the players are getting traded for each other. This really just feels like Rajon Rondo getting traded for Dennis Schroeder. So, you know, but if, if it turns out that they don't replace Danny Green then it's a different situation because then it would have been trading uh Dennis Schroeder for Danny Green. So, I mean, I saw uh, not to keep rambling, just have one more point here um, that I totally forgot. Lakers, Dennis Schroeder, Danny Green. I forgot. So what, what were your thoughts?
0: I mean, I think I th- I like it a lot because it gives, I mean, I'd rather have um, the ball in Schroeder's hand than Rondo or really any other player on that roster besides LeBron and AD. And, he shot a career high, thirty-eight, really thirty-nine percent, on also a career high, five attempts from three, and that was all off the bench. And he's, I mean, he's twenty-seven. Um, they didn't give a give up too much for him. I mean. At first, I thought it was only the twenty eighth pick for him. I know but weren't,
1: weren't those tweets weird? Every people, it was like nobody was saying that Danny Green was in the trade, even though no. people previously had said Danny Green was in the trade. Yeah, the why were all those those tweets are weird? Like you have Shams, everyone they were firing off tweets. Oh, that, but they were leaving Danny Green out of the the tweets for I don't know. Maybe was there confusion at the last minute? Like, oh, do you guys want Kuzma instead of Danny Green? And they were trying to sort that out. That was weird as hell.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, because I think Danny Green is a more significant asset than the 20th pick in this draft. So because it seemed like it was centered around the 20th pick and I was like, oh, man, that's a great deal. And then I saw, um, you know, Danny Green included in the trade and I was like, "Okay, still, I would say it's a a square deal, you know that both teams get what they want pretty much. I think Danny Green is on an expiring contract. So does Schroeder. But So basically, they just swapped expirings. Um, Thunder weren't going to re-sign Schroeder, so they wanted to get something for him. So they got the 20th pick. And you think the Bakers are
1: probably going to re-sign Schroeder, right? Like you would think. Uh, They tried to at least. Or maybe not. Maybe they let him go after one season. You're right, maybe.
0: Well how much do you think he he would get well i 15, I mean I guess no? it
1: depends on 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 I think he's making fifteen mil this season. It depends on what season he has with the Lakers, obviously, but yeah, maybe three for forty five I mean if it's getting anywhere into like to eighteen nineteen I'm like bro, let him go somewhere else
0: I mean I could totally see him there's a lot of room um i think he could totally feasibly get average you know nineteen again um.
1: For his career, he's like twenty points per thirty six minutes. So yeah, I mean he he can he's proven that he is capable of scoring the basketball. Uh, he's not. I mean he'll you get six assists per thirty six minutes. Yeah, he's fine as like a as like a secondary lead ball handler. I would say, which is what he's going to be on the team without LeBron. So I'm I I, I guess I'm I'm getting the, the Lakers did lack scoring. We know that without um, LeBron. But what I will say is that if you look at basically every season besides last season with the Thunder, he was below average efficiency. So, like, if we look at true shooting, I think the average for true shooting is, like, 55, right around there. And, like, his career is, like, you know, 44, 52, 51, 53, 52, 51. So, before last season, he was basically, like, a volume scoring guard who could create a little bit and – was below average efficiency last year he was above average efficiency volume scoring guard who could create a little bit so my question that i don't know i'm just gonna flat out say i don't know like is he bad or good on defense like defensive blocks plus minus he's been a negative every single season of his career so i don't really know what to make of that
0: yeah i mean he's never he hasn't been known as really a defensive threat uh throughout his career but you know I feel like his value is at his highest right now. It's kind
1: of weird because Danny Green's value is kind of at his lowest. Right. So they're like selling high, buying, no, they're they're selling low, buying high. I don't know if that's the best strategy, but I remembered my point from earlier is that apparently Danny Green, uh, I didn't see this anywhere else, but somebody that we follow on Twitter was tweeting it, uh, that he was dealing with an Achilles injury during the, obviously not a torn Achilles, but he had some sort of injury and there was a hip issue so if if Danny Green from the bubble is who Danny Green is going to be for the rest of his career then it's going to make sense but if Danny Green of the regular season appears then you're going to be like well okay well I don't know we might have just traded a better like if you tell me Danny Green Dennis Schroeder of last season versus Danny Green in the bubble Dennis Schroeder is better Danny Green of the regular season versus Dennis Schroeder last season it's probably even and I would probably almost lean towards having Danny Green but if if Danny Green's going to be bubble Danny Green for the rest of his life and he's not getting any younger, uh, then, then I understand where they're coming from.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's tough because uh, I think in the regular season, you know, Rondo wasn't good and they uh, clearly lacked a point guard. Yet, you know, Rondo, you know, came out of nowhere and was, you know, just playoff Rondo. So, I mean, in a way, like in the regular season, for like that, you could say that Schroeder could have been as valuable as Danny Green. But like if Rondo was playing as well as he was that entire season, the entire season, then you would say Danny Green in the regular season would be potentially more valuable to the Lakers. But like, you know, just putting it up against each other, if you're just starting a team. I mean, I think three and D guys are so valuable. Um, And it looks like just the market for the market value for these backup point cards, um, you know, isn't great. So, like, people, players like, so Schroeder is similar to, let's say, like Lou Williams and Spencer Dinwiddie. So that kind of set the market for those guys. So, I'm interested to see if the Clippers try to trade Lou Will. And also do like some sort of sign and trade with Montres Harrell, because they're not gonna they're not gonna sign Montrez because he's too too uh too small. He can't go up against like the the Lakers. So I'm interested to see what package that could bring back, considering um, you know, this package right here. But I mean, I overall, I mean, I like this trade just because it takes the ball. It gives, you know, the Lakers another scoring option because I feel like <clears throat> You kind of were playing like Rush roulette with the other um, Lakers role players and just like whoever had the hot hand. And it was, you know, some days, some nights there just weren't any hot hands like between KCP, Kuzma, Rondo, Danny Green, um, Bradley, when he was during the regular season on the bubble.
1: You need like a reliable innings eater who is not going to – okay, he's not a top-of-the-line, like, ace of your rotation, so to speak, but you know that every night he's going to show up and somehow he's going to get around 20 points. You know, there's some value to that. Now, maybe some of those times he's not going to be very efficient, but, you know, with this Lakers team, you just need somebody who's going to get to 20 points sometimes because exactly like you're saying, it's like – Man, fingers crossed that one of these role players has like a hot night, which, you know, in fairness did happen most of the time. But like when it didn't happen, you're like, oh, my God, what is they? They have no scoring besides LeBron. They did. So on on that level, it it really is TBD, though, because it's like, well, okay, if they signed Danilo Gallinari and, you know, someone else, then that's good. Um, Mm -hmm. But I'll also say that if if let's say their only quote unquote major moves are. Uh, this trade and then Danil Gallinari I don't know how you don't say they got worse on defense now you could say they got better on offense but you know a big calling card of the Lakers is being really good on defense uh so I don't I, I, need, I need to see I I have faith I actually like Rob Palenka even though a lot of people have think he's a complete joke for a while but I think um so I have faith that they're going to fill out the roster I would just want to see uh three and D basically, you know, I want to see a little more shooting come into the team and a little more defense. If they can get that in the, in the same player, that's great. Does that really exist in a lot of players? Not really. That's the whole point of Danny green, but we'll, we'll see what they do. Maybe there's a three and D guy out there that I'm missing. Maybe they just go with Danilo and just say, we're just going to go to a more often. We've seen sort of more offensive based teams work like all those Cavs teams. None of them were really good at that great on defense. They were more offensive type teams with Kyrie and K love and all the shooting. So well we'll see we'll
0: see i mean i have to say that um this was a big year for schroeder because he was basically uh you know to take the words from the like whatever the phrase from bill simmons he was a good stats bad team guy for the majority of his career like the hawks were downright terrible but he was putting up these you know numbers so like it's like okay this guy's averaging 20 and 6 every night it's like, OK, I mean, he's got to be pretty good. But then you look at like the Hawks record and they're like, you know, 20 and 62. And it's like, OK, well, that doesn't say much. But then this year he was the most efficient he's ever been um, from the floor and beyond the arc. And he averaged almost a career high in points. And the Thunder were a playoff team and they put up a good fight against the. The Rockets and he and came I off the
1: that, bench, too, so came up, that's, that's a good that's, sign.
0: Yeah, I mean last year he came off the bench as well, but um they weren't obviously as good. Chris Paul really um helped gel them together. I mean, I don't even know what Chris Paul actually did because like his numbers aren't really amazing, but I think just his leadership and I remember you know, one on the JJ Redick podcast, he had Damian Lillard on and basically they're talking about um I guess b- basically high IQ players. And Chris Paul was brought up and he was basically saying how Chris Paul knows basically like every play that's going to happen and he could just like call it out. So, you know, that's something that you can't see on the stat sheet. It's not like these players, you give a player like a test on like these plays and like they'll, you know, get a grade on it. Like that's not um, you can't account for that. So that's something that, you know, people don't really see under the uh, underneath the stat sheet. And I think that's definitely very valuable to, you know, a team on the defensive end, especially just teaching these young guys. Um,
1: it's, it's about like work ethic and stuff. And what I will say about Chris Bowles is like, okay, he hasn't won a championship and he's had a couple bad moments in the playoffs. Fine. I'll give you that. But you know what? He has been on winning teams, you know, like basically his whole career. Uh, he's been a quote unquote winner, like if you look at his teams they've always been like pretty good to really good, so I don't think it's fair to just look at him as some like losing type of player uh you know he hasn't won a championship, we know that, but every year basically his teams are you know in the mix to some degree
0: that's the thing i mean um media has basically glorified winning championships as you know the golden uh mark and if you don't have one then you can't be considered great so you know you see you know obviously like Shaq all the time to Barkley he's like how many rings you got Chuck and you know he can't say anything but I mean Barkley was a great player but he never won anything and Chris Paul never won anything either so but I mean obviously I mean Chris Paul is like six feet tall and he's 35 years old and he's still very, very good. I mean, so, I would
1: rather, just to put it into context, I would mm-hmm. much rather have Chris Paul's career than Danny Green's career. Would you rather be a superstar who, quote unquote, never wins the, the ring? Or would you rather be like the superstar role player who's on a bunch of, a few different title teams playing an important role? I would just rather be the yeah. superstar without even a question.
0: Like, imagine Danny Green saying to, or like Patrick uh, McCaw saying to like Chris Paul, like, oh, how many rings he got, bro? Yeah, it's
1: like, you're not <laughs> even good at this sport. So <laughs> shut the hell up. Uh, yeah, so I think it was a, a good, uh, we'll see how the rest of the, uh, it's an incomplete grade right now for me. We'll see how the rest of it plays out. Um, I, I like Danny Green. I was really happy when the Lakers signed him. I thought he was a perfect uh, role player. Um, we'll see. Yeah, I'll, that was our
0: best that was their best uh, signing off offseason, off
1: yeah and so we'll we'll see hopefully because you never know I mean we've talked about it before his career splits are sort of schizophrenic from three like one year he's 36 and then next year he shoots 43 percent from three so I mean if he just turns into a dead-eye shooter again on the thunder next year it's gonna be like oh god what a-. and he he looks healthier and he's moving better um, I'm sure he'll get flipped at the trade deadline depending on how he's playing for like a second round pick to some like the bucks or something you know that you we know that's going to happen the thunder want picks and he's going to want to play on a contender not that he has any sort of leverage to get to where he wants to go but you think if he's on an expiring contract not like the Thunder are going to sign him long term so if you're not going to sign him long term and you're probably not going to be in like a playoff chase uh then you should probably just trade him to a team and the only type of team who's going to trade for half a season of danny green is going to be a team in contention
0: yeah, I mean, he he also could get bought out.
1: That's true. I mean, I guess if it's. Yeah, it's possible. I just think if you're the Thunder, I think he's valuable enough. Where I mean, it depends. If he comes out next season, he looks like trashed, then yeah, he might have to get bought out. But if if he looks good, I think a team's gonna be willing to give up something for him. So if you're the Thunder, like why are you gonna pay him like twelve million out of his fifteen million dollar contract to not play for you when you could just trade him somewhere else, not pay it any of the rest of his contract, and get a draft pick? You know, so we'll just yeah. keep an eye on that, see how it plays out.
0: And they also, I mean, I think the Thunder. Well, we'll see where what happens with chris Paul, but obviously now I would say they're you know gonna be chasing that eighth seed again, even though I think they got the the sixth seed, but I mean I think that the you know the last, but I think outside of like the top five teams in the west, you know the rest of them are kind of very tightly niched, so you know anything can really happen in in the western Conference, so yeah I mean he he could be just a valuable piece if they, you know, want to, if they keep Chris Paul and just want to continue doing what they're doing, like winning, being like, okay, not good enough for a chip, but I mean, they have the assets. That's the thing. Like they, they have so many picks from the Clippers and uh, just all these other teams. Um, So, you know, we'll see what happens with that. But I mean, I, at the end of the last podcast, I said how I didn't expect, like, I expected basically a quiet off season just because it was so short, but it turns out it's, it's complete opposite and it's just going bananas. Like there's, I I feel like I don't remember seeing this many trade rumors and everything And an offseason. No, I mean,
1: it happens basically. Well, I don't know. It's hard to measure that, but I feel like it happens every offseason. There are some ones that are a little bit slow, but there, I mean, I guess it's hard to remember. Was that rumored rumor during the regular season or the offseason? But NBA is like a constant stream of trade rumors basically for years now, I feel.
0: Well, with the, the premier players being named, we're talking about James Harden. Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul, Drew Holiday, Blake Griffin. You know, there's a, a lot of significant names Paul George, um, you know, that are being floated around. So um we I mean, it's really it, the, the trading trading uh season opens up tomorrow, Monday. Let me see what the what is that? I think it's Monday. Um, players, teams can actually officially trade. When is the draft? Wednesday. The draft is on Wednesday. And free agency. Free agency begin is on Friday. And then contracts can be signed Sunday. So this week is going to be big. I think that I mean there's not a the free agent class is weak. Um but like there's no Kawhi Leonard Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving holding up um, you know, up like the lower end players from signing. So I think there's a lot of deals that are already signed and they're basically just waiting for the official time. I, I honestly don't understand like why can't you just sign the players like um basically essentially right after the finals?
1: I don't know. They do like um
0: Is it for like to give the the beat writers some time off uh, or something maybe
1: give the front office give everyone a little time off to players i guess everyone the agents um just to give them a time off and free agency they do it after the draft i know there's some uh rumors that they might some teams w- want to push for free agency to be moved before the draft so you sort of go into the draft with your team set Uh, but they haven't made that move yet if they're ever going to make it. But did we ever talk about the uh, Rockets and all the mayhem that's been falling out? Didn't that happen during this week or did that happen before last Um, podcast?
0: I don't think like it it definitely wasn't. I mean, it took, it it went from like, you know, you heard a little bit. No, I mean, well, I mean, Russ said he came out, he literally said he wants out of the Rockets. And I think, I don't remember who said it, but they really pointed out how Russ isn't really a guy who quits. And, you know, you saw that when Katie left the Thunder. Um, You know, he didn't ask to be traded, even though the team surrounding him wasn't great. You know, he, you know, went, he's known as like being, you know, he has that mama mentality as cliche as it sounds. Like he just goes, whatever team he's on, he's just going to go hard and Next thing you know, after one season with the Rockets, you would think, I think, I presume that James Harden and Russell Westbrook are friends. They are. Friends. I, they're, they're, I mean, they were teammates before with the Thunder, and um, James wanted Maury to trade for, trade Chris Paul for uh, Westbrook, and so much so that they gave up multiple picks. So they overpaid for him just to get him and to keep Harden happy.
1: And to get and rid now, of Chris Paul.
0: And to get and to get rid of Chris Paul. Um simultaneously. And now, just a year later, um, they didn't even lose they didn't even, it's not even like so there's two trains of thoughts. One is that James Harden wants to be traded already and Russ is like, okay, well, you know, I want out too. sort of like the Kyrie theory that some people have. I
1: think maybe Bill said this before, which I don't know if this is even true, but the idea was that like Kyrie that knew that LeBron was going to leave. So Kyrie wanted to get out of there. He didn't want to be just left standing around. Like when right. LeBron left, and be like, "Oh, great!" Sort of like with Russ, KD left, and then Russ is just like, "Wait, okay, now I'm I'm here. I'm left. You left me at the party here." But I don't really buy that because apparently Kyrie wanted to get traded after they won the finals in 2016, and LeBron played two more seasons on the Cavs. So that's just some one thing that like Bill said a few times on the pod. Where I'm like, "Do you have any proof or evidence of that, or is that just like a fun theory that you think is true?" But anyway, so the idea is that maybe Russ. Uh, wants to leave the Rockets because he knows that Harden going to leave the Rockets because there was an initial report that came out that was like uh, Russ and Harden are sort of iffy on the future of the franchise. Where are we going? Blah, blah, blah. And then there was another follow-up report, which is like, OK, well, Russ literally just wants to leave. He's not confused about the future and the direction. He just wants to leave. And then there was a follow-up report, which is that Harden wants to stay. So that's, that's where we're at. I mean, it it was in the report was like, um, uh, it was an athletic article and it was talking about Russ's, uh, reasoning for wanting to leave. And it was saying like, he is, he didn't like the accountability culture with, with, with the Rockets, which I don't know what the hell that even means. Uh, That basically
0: means, like, well, you remember you you show me the uh,
1: screenshots and stuff. Screenshots, yeah. Don't tell the athletic founders that I'm sending. Yeah, he basically
0: just went, you know, Russ after a game just went over and said, you know, like him personally, he's like, oh, I took, you know, I I just did thirty dumbass
1: shots and had eight turnovers. (laughs) And Daniel House, you need to, but yeah, he went around the room saying everyone needs to do better, and he started with himself. So, in fairness to him.
0: And then apparently Harden basically shr- like didn't say anything about didn't himself. Take well, or...
1: to the criticism, I guess. Yeah. Which they, they it was very vague. I don't know how you get that information, but you don't get the specifics, right? Like you you can you can tell, oh, there were, we had a meeting, and Russ went around the room, but you can't get like what was the exact exchange between Russ and Harden. Like, how did everyone know that Harden was sort of shrugging it off or rolling his eyes? Um, but yeah, that's what apparently. Do? what happened
0: was after though because then like you look it's like oh if like because if james harden like maybe he scored like 40 got like 10 assists and 10 boards and then russ is like oh you gotta you know get back on defense quicker uh, and harden to like rolls your i mean like that's like understandable if like because i mean harden obviously he always puts up numbers and he, he does put his team in a position to win um so i mean like if daniel house is you know off from three You know, P.J. Tucker always seems to be very consistent, but, you know, some other guys like, yeah, role players, but like Harden, like if I'm, you know, if I drop like 40, 10 and 10, and you're like, you need to, you know, get back on defense um, more often, um, I'll probably be like rolling my eyes a little bit too, Um, especially if like maybe Russ didn't play well either. I mean, obviously, maybe he uh, – like, I wish I knew the context of – Yeah,
1: it's tough about. to say. They didn't give us enough details on that. But they did. I mean, not that it matters as much, but they said, like, literally every role player on the team basically was unhappy in some way. Like, P.J. Tucker was pissed about his contract. Daniel House is, like, complaining about his role on the team. Austin Rivers didn't like his role on the team. Eric Gordon didn't like his role on the team. So it did seem like, you know, we had this sort of theory – like man you know the rockets have these role players and they're all cool it seems like maybe because the complaint from PJ Tucker was more his contract it seemed like hey, yeah. and then the complaint from Austin Rivers Eric Gordon and Daniel House seemed to be their literally like their role on the court like playing
0: so it, the thing though what they they i mean Daniel House plays plays like 30 minutes a game and he's just there to shoot. I know, like, but what? maybe
1: they don't like just standing around. And and now you could say, well, screw you guys. You guys aren't even that good. But maybe this is sort of seeping into the idea of like, OK, maybe technically the best way to play is literally just give the ball to James Harden and let him go to an isolation every possession. And, you know, points per possession, that's the best. But is there come a point where other players are like, dude, I maybe this is the best for our team, but like, bro, you have to I need to feel involved to some point. But it's interesting right. that P.J. Tucker is sort of the the avatar of like the guy who really couldn't care less. Like if he ever got past the ball, uh, let me just take like four catch and shoot threes a game and I'll do all the dirty work. But in the article, it, it didn't confirm that necessarily. But you figured if he was unhappy with his role in the court, they would have said in the article, which they didn't. So it seems like P.J. Tucker is sort of fine with this playing style. Maybe, but a lot of other players didn't seem to be totally thrilled about it. And then, you know, Russ, I think it's like um – um I don't know what to feel about Russ. And the, I was looking forward to the Rockets, honestly, running it back.
0: <laughs> I, I thought it would have been. Oh, why? They they had their chance. Like it's but they didn't
1: have their chance. Russ was hurt. He was coming back from injury. He played like garbage in the playoffs. Well, he always plays like garbage in the playoffs. Well, he was literally coming off an injury. He didn't look right physically to me personally. Was, was I literally rooting for him to shoot the ball every time he had the ball in his hands? Yeah, I was literally doing that as someone who wanted the Lakers to win. Every time Russ had the ball, I was like, please shoot this thing at the rim. Didn't matter where at the court he was. I didn't think he looked healthy, though. Um, My point is, why did not just run it back? I like their team, Covington, P.J. Tucker, Harden. Uh Russ, Eric Gordon, and okay, they're, they're gonna win. No, there's not a lot any team. One team is gonna win the title this year, okay? And realistically, there's probably like four that have a chance. Oh, the Nuggets, they're they're in the mix. No, they're not. Okay. All these like cute teams where people are like, well, there's like eight teams that I think could win the title this year. No, there's never more than like three and a half. Um, but anyway, I, yeah, the Rockets are not going to win the title next year, even if they bring their whole team back there. Literally, there's no way that's going to happen. Could they make like a cool run to the conference finals? Maybe, you know, maybe, I don't know. I would have liked to see them play the Clippers with that team and see what happens. Um, so I'm a little bummed out from that perspective, but it's also like, what does Russ want from his career? like there's all these uh things in the athletic like he wants to go back to being the lead ball handler like he just kind of seems like a loser to be honest like he so he just wants to get traded to the hornets and put up triple doubles like bro you're a loser yeah. you're never going to win like you're just confirming that you are a losing player you, people talk about the mama mentality yeah like you said he does have that sort of 100% max effort like I'm a killer I'm going to go after you whatever I'm a fighter mentality but what good is that on a, on, a, on a lottery team or like an eight seed team while you're taking dumb shots and turning the ball over?
0: Like, I don't know. Um, I think he adjusted really well to the Rockets. So
1: did ball. I. That's why I'm like, what the hell is going on? There was that screenshot, not to keep interrupting. there. There was like the screenshot of that month where they both averaged like 30 points per game. Remember that? like and Russ put up like 37 and 8 and Harden put up you know 36 (laughs) 8 and 11 that's why I'm confused it's like Russ wants to go back to being the lead ball hander I'm like bro you you your stats were really good this past season (laughs) like what did he average 28 7 and 7 those are like LeBron stats I don't and very efficient yeah it's not like very efficient especially yeah because he cut out the threes for the most part it's like I don't like, I don't, what are you looking for? You, it's not like he didn't get the ball enough, dude. I'm very confused. I'm very, com- there was plenty of shots for Russ to go around. So it's like, what it, and you're, so he's going to get traded to some, are you really going to tell me that you would rather have Russ on like the Hornets, the Magic or the Pistons than on the Rockets? Like he, he's just, is this what he wants? Yeah. He just wants to be uh, transported into irrelevancy because he's going to be irrelevant. I don't care if he averages a 50 point triple double on the Hornets. Nobody is going to care about you. Maybe that's just what he wants for the rest of his career, though, It's like I want to make four or five more All-Star games, put up huge numbers, and that's it. But I'm like, I don't know, dude. So you literally the entire if you're just going to want to do that for the rest of your career, you do realize that your a huge narrative of your career is going to be like you couldn't win with this guy. Right. I mean, he, he so he's never going to get his moment in the playoffs where he plays a, a, a part of a winning role of a winning team you could say he did that on the Thunder, but guess what? He's a huge reason that KD was like, get get me
0: the hell out of here. What if he pulls a Chris Paul, goes to the Hornets, and they get like the sixth seed and advance to the second round?
1: That would be cool. I mean, yeah, that's a good point. That was a, That's a good point. But I would say that Chris Paul, this is like the end of his career. And, you know, I just feel like Russ has more of his prime left. Like Chris Paul is having like a cool sort of – uh old wily vet moment you know like he oh you thought i was dead but i'm not dead yet that's basically what he's doing nobody thinks russ is dead though we're just like can you like be part of a winning team basically that's what people are wondering uh and he and you like i said you can say well he was on winning teams with the thunders all that time yeah but it's like can he modify his play style and the answer is just no so i just feel like it's a little earlier in his career is my point to transition to the you know I'm, I'm. You doubted me, but you know, because it's not. It, it. They are doubting him. I think he's like underrated. Doubting him way. to do what though? Is anyone doubting that he can lead a crappy team and put up a bunch of stats? Like, who's doubting that? I think I'm very confident that if Russell Westbrook goes to a crappy team that lets him shoot every shot, that he's going to put up huge numbers, and maybe the team will do a little bit better than we expected. And then in the second round, he will shoot 42% from the field, and in Game Six, he will go eight for 40 seven and then like have seven turnovers like I know I, mean, I know that he's capable of that
0: I mean I don't know I mean it's it's tough because if the only way that Rockets offense were to click at, at a high level were to be if Harden and Russ were both on because they play such heavy isolation so if it's just Harden that's on and Russ is off, then it's like, okay, well, maybe Russ could shoot threes if he's then just like chill, but he can't shoot threes. So it's like, then he just becomes a negative if he's cold. And we saw in the playoffs where he just struggled and Harden was, you know, pretty, I, w- I would say he was just like mediocre. Like he was okay. Like he wasn't anything spectacular. He wasn't spectacular where I was like, oh man, like they got to get, I mean, obviously they, they do need more help, but it wasn't like, oh man, Harden really just, uh, he's just got to get out of there and Russ is holding him back. Um, well, that's
1: the thing too, is they, let's say they trade Russ. Okay. They trade Russ and then they trade him for what? Terry Rozier and a, a pile of garbage. Then like the Rockets are completely irrelevant. They're not going to do anything. You know, they're, they won't even get out of the first round with that team. So then it's like, so then it's Harden. And then what are they going to do in ne- this time next year? Are they going to sign some big free agent? Who? So then it's like, well, then if Russ is going to leave, then Harden should just leave too. That's the thing.
0: I mean, I think well, Terry Rozier.
1: I know, I know, I know. I'm not saying Terry Rozier is garbage. Okay, but are, I'm not saying he's garbage. Are you saying that, well, if they get Terry Rozier, they could make a run? I mean, come on.
0: I'm saying he's, he would be a better fit. But the thing is that, um, in that case, I mean, I doubt Jordan is crafty enough to make the Rockets throw in a pick. So it would just be Rozier, uh, and like whoever else, maybe like PJ
1: Washington or something. I saw people say,
0: yeah, it's basically just to make the contracts work. But I mean, technically I think Rozier would be a, a better fit just cause he could, he could simply shoot. I mean, apparently he's
1: good defensively too.
0: I, I got it's like the on. rare
1: combo of a guy who takes
0: dumb shots but
1: is a good defensive player. Um, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, but I mean, look, I, I think, I guess, well,
0: I mean, yeah. I, think, I think if Russ goes, Harden goes.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't understand why if they're gonna trade Russ, why Harden would look at the team and be like, "Oh yeah, we have a chance this year." No, you don't. You have no chance. So if you have no chance. Then you're going to have to hope that next year you have a chance. But what are you going to? Who are you going to sign? Or, or like, you would have to sign a big free agent to give yourself a, a chance. And then, who's a free agent next year? They're going to sign Giannis to come play on the Rockets? I don't think so.
0: So, oh, here we go. Breaking news. Oh no. ESPN sources with Ramona Shelburne and Zach Lowe Uh-oh. as Houston's James Harden no. considers the future with franchise. Oh. No. One- Trade destination rising to the top of his top of his list, Brooklyn. The idea of re- reuniting Kevin Durant and joining Kyrie Irving is resonating with Harden. This is from Woj ten minutes ago. <laughs> wow. Um, so we we talked about this um, a little bit, but some basically no name reporter came out and like Fad
1: Newsararia or something. I'm not trying to butcher yeah. his name, but he had a unique name for sure.
0: So he basically came out with um, a trade idea. Basically, James Harden for Karras, Spencer, Jared, Allen. And and he was saying he
1: was hearing that. It was like he didn't say like, hey, guys, this is my wacky idea, you know, because then it's like, who cares? Everyone has wacky ideas, bro. He was like reporting like, I hear that this is being discussed.
0: And it was interesting because he's not one of those – he said like he's not one of those uh, – like he, he was guys. telling
1: his followers like, you guys know I never do this stuff. So yeah, yeah. like what do you think I'm just uh, – when I see yeah. stuff like that, it's like, yeah, okay, he's not uh, Shams or woes. But I'm like, people have careers, man. Like p- the people are – like this guy is an adult. He's not like waking up one day like, let me pretend that this is happening so I can get some clout. Like he's not Aria Abraham. Like this guy actually has a job. So – you know, I, I believed it when he said it. In terms of like, I could see it getting discussed. My disbelief was like, I would have a hard time believing that no one could beat the Nets' offer. But I, I, di- I wasn't doubting that it, it's it was like being discussed, and and that that's something I, Harden would want.
0: The thing is, um, I there there has to be picks involved, and in there he didn't mention picks, but there would be at least probably let's say two first round picks like this year's. Um, the year after next year, maybe like a pick swap, uh, maybe even another pick. Um, I mean, technically, Woj also just said that the Rockets continue to tell teams that they plan to run it back with hard in the season. So far, there have been no trade discussions between the Rockets and the Nets.
1: But here's a, so, so here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. You have to take a step back. So who is reporting this? Woj, Ramona Shelburne, and Zach Lowe? Mm-hmm. So those are like heavy hitters, you know. Speaking of people yeah. with jobs, these are not. And what was the phrasing of, of the tweet? Which one? D- so it was it a woe? Just just read them both back again. Sorry.
0: Okay. All right. So it's not like you're not
1: enjoying reading it. So
0: oh no, I'm <laughs> anything it, you know, Brooklyn and Harden. You know, it's awesome. But okay, so sources with Ramona Shelbur- Shelburne and Zach Lowe. As Houston's James Harden considers his future with the franchise, one possible trade destination is rising to the top of his list: Brooklyn. So basically, it's saying that he wants to go to go to Brooklyn. Who,
1: who tweeted that? Uh, Wos tweeted it, or Zach Wos? Yeah, Woes. Okay, but so yeah, exactly like you're saying. And then his next tweet is saying like, "Oh, the Rockets are telling everyone like we are committed to running it back." Blah 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 blah. But the initial tweet is. James Harden or his agent talking to the media and saying like, man, wouldn't it be cool if I got traded to the Nets? Does that sound like somebody who's committed to running it back (laughs) next year? You know, if, if Harden was committed to running it back next year, he would not be leaking to the media. Like, man, it would be really cool if I got traded, which is sort of like weird that that report came out after Russ, after Russ said, like, I want out. What the hell was that report where Harden's like, I'm, I'm committed. Why even put that out? You
0: know? yeah I mean, I think that's just like to calm calm the team, yeah um, or whatever you know, calm the media like slow down like I'm not going anywhere yet, maybe and check back with me in three days or <laughs> yeah week.
1: that's why I'm like, what is the point? I don't know, but uh I mean that could do you the question is, i mean, does at this point, I just feel like why well, wouldn't Harden just take it to the point of like being like trade me to the nets now we talked about this over text and my thing is he has years left on his contract. So, right. yes, in the in a situation where a player has one year left on his contract, he can basically say, I'm only going to play for these two teams. And the reason why that works is that nobody wants to give up a bunch of assets to get a player for 40 games who is not going to re-sign with them, right? So you can basically say, you, te- other teams, if you want to trade for me, go ahead. But it's going to be a waste of money or it's going to be a waste of assets, basically, because I'm going to leave you guys and go play for yeah, like, another team at the end of the season. So don't even bother is the whole point of doing stuff. like It's what AD did to the Celtics. It's like, do you got don't even waste your time trying to trade for me because I'm never going to resign long term with you guys. So Harden can't do that, though, because Harden Harden is on a long term contract.
0: What about the Paul George thing?
1: What, what, what was the Paul George thing? What do you mean?
0: Didn't he? He just he just basically said like I want to get traded you, after he signed his extension. Y-
1: unique unique situation though because the re- and now this is why it ties into the Nets. If a team has the best offer, this the discussions relevant, right? Not, it, not yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like okay, think. yeah. Did Paul George got to go exactly where he wanted to go because the team that he wanted to go to was willing to give up. Everything that they own to get him because of Kawhi. We know the whole story. So that worked great for him. If, if Paul George just woke up one day after signing his extension and was like, Hey, can you guys trade me to the Clippers? And Kawhi wasn't involved in any of this. The Thunder would be like, Dude, what the hell are you talking about? Like, and, and they would talk to the Clippers, like, You want to give, and the, and let's say the Clippers made like a normal offer for Paul George. Then the Thunder would be like, Dude, okay, Paul George, you you want to leave? Like, just confirm me, you want to leave the Thunder? And he's like, Yeah. Then they would go to every other team in the NBA and be like, What, what's your best offer? And they would take the best offer. And then they would say, Hey, Paul George, have fun, dude. Like you don't get the leverage when you have four years left on your contract to choose where you want to go. But if in the situation, the team willing to offer the most to get you is the team you want to go to. It's not like the, it's not like the rockets are going to be like, uh, yeah, uh, hard in the, our best offer is the nets and you want to go to the nets, but screw you. We're going to trade you to a, it's almost kind of like what the Spurs did, uh, with Kawhi, where it was rumored at least that Kawhi wanted to go to the, LA teams you know there was like conflicting reporting did he want to go to the Lakers LeBron da da, da 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 but uh i have to say yeah
0: um just on the spurs thing is that uh greg pop has a history of not tr- like personally not trading with the Lakers and telling other teams not to trade uh Right, he's Lakers. like a Lakers hater.
1: And but it's, yeah. so my my thing was that would only be that. And th- I think there was a rumor when uh, Paul George initially got traded to the Thunder. And remember, everyone thought the return was garbage before Oladipo and Sabonis were like known to be good. And there was yeah, like yeah. a rumor that Kevin Pritchard, the the I think I guess the president of basketball operations at the time, I don't know if he still is, was saying like, I, d- I didn't want to trade him in the Eastern Conference. So there will be like dumb teams who do stuff like that where it's like, well, you know, we just wanted we didn't want to trade him to this team or we didn't want to trade him to this conference where it's like your only concern should be what team... I'll You should be willing to trade the player to Satan's team if he gives you 10 draft picks. You know what I'm saying? Like It has nothing to right. do with where you're trading him. Your only concern should be what is the best offer. Now, the reason why this is relevant to Harden is because what if the the Sixers say, we will give you Ben Simmons. Now we can, this ties into the point that Bill Simmons said on his podcast. He's hearing whispers, 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 whispers that Tillman Fertitta is not necessarily thrilled with how things went down with Daryl Morey. Maybe he actually thought Daryl Morey was going to like take a year off or something. Then he just pops up back on the Sixers. But at the end of the day, if you're Daryl Morey and you really want James Harden on your team, which I, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that Daryl Morey really wants James Harden on his team. Absolutely. What if, what if, All you have to do to make Tillman Fertitta look bad is leak to Zach Lowe and Ramona Shelburne and be like, hey, we are offering Ben Simmons to these bozos and they're not taking it. And so now the question is, if you're Tillman Fertitta and you're like a billionaire, do you just say, look, I don't even really care about the bad PR. I own this team. I don't want to make Daryl Morey happy. So guess what? We'll take the B plus offer instead of the A offer. It's possible, right? It's definitely possible, but he's going to get some bad PR if it comes out that, hey, Ben Simmons was on the table, but we traded him for Spencer Dinwiddie. Now he, and he might, like I just said, he might say, don't care. And maybe that's working in the Nets favor.
0: Well, the thing is that I just want to get on
1: the record. I would, I would, if you, if I got a choice, I would prefer him to be traded to the Nets. I just think it's more cool. So I'm not a hater here.
0: Okay. Uh, So I think the thing is that the Sixers don't really have anything else to offer outside of Ben Simmons. True. Apparently they do have have
1: some draft picks. Apparently.
0: Okay. Yeah. I don't know like what. I don't know either. I mean, the Nets could offer like, I mean, Kara, Spencer, Allen alone, um, isn't enough, but if they throw in like, throwing
1: those picks, man, throw four, them in. Throw in
0: three or four picks. then it's like, okay, I mean, shit. Like it's like, this is because no other team. Um, I'm not like, obviously. Cause I mean, I literally texted you the day after Maury. I think it was, I think it was when DeAntoni left the, uh, I'm not sure if it was D'Antoni left the, the team or Maury, or when Maury signed or when Maury left. Basically, I just said like, you know, uh, Harden for Simmons and like who says no. But, you know, I just don't know what else they could. I mean, they, I guess they would have to throw in Tybal as well. Um, and I was
1: thinking like when, when we were texting it and I was saying like, oh, come on, dude, you know, he's not going to go to the net. You know, they don't have the best offer. Like, look at the Sixers. They can now you can make the argument. Uh, if, if Ben Simmons is on the table, is that is Ben Simmons plus whatever better than the Nets offer? You could say that, right? Because it's like, well, would you rather have Spencer Dinwiddie, Jared Allen, and Karis LeVert on your team, or would you rather have Ben Simmons? You know, you probably take the one really good player. You know what I'm saying? It's like, are the Rockets trying? Like, if you're trading James Harden, are the Rockets going to make the playoffs? No. If you're not going to make the playoffs, do you really want like three... You know, solid players, or do you want the one potential superstar? The one potential superstar. But I was thinking, like, I, I was going, I, I would, I would, I was figuring that the Nets would be like. I, I was just going through my head of other teams. And I'm like, there's got to be like a few other teams out there who could like totally just make the Nets offer look like a joke. And I just couldn't really find them, to be honest. Like, what thing. can it's the like, Knicks I'm offer? Nothing. What can the Pistons offer? Nothing. Are the Hawks offering Trey Young? Nope, they're out of it. What are the Cavs going to offer? Nothing. Are the Wizards going to offer Bradley Beal?
0: Probably not, right? Uh, I would say the Nuggets. Uh, they Goodball Murray? Oh, God, Benjamin. that would be a
1: savage. That would be putting your nuts on the table move right there. Would you do but that? I'll we say, talked about this.
0: I think we, uh, we talked about this. They like should constantly. do it. They should do it. They should do it. Uh, that's the only thing. Like that, That's the um, – I think that – because they have the assets. Then they have that, that uh, potential cornerstone piece. They have two potential. Uh, MPJ, who I think could go number one in this year's draft. Yeah, he probably would. Yeah, and then Jamal Murray. Um, but here, you know, I think yeah. that would, th- those two and, you know, you throw in some picks, okay. But I have to say that what's really interesting is that obviously the owner, the Rockets owner, doesn't want to spend money. And PG Tucker wants an extension. So basically there's like a proposed trade where, you know, the names I mentioned on the Nets, Dinwiddie, Karras, Prince, Allen, and then like four first-round picks. For James Harden and PJ Tucker. So that way he doesn't he also he gets like all the picks. He gets all the picks and he doesn't have to pay a thirty five year old PJ Tucker ten million a year. So could be,
1: could be. Could be possible. Like,
0: but I mean, other than other than the Nets and I mean, I don't think But do you
1: even think the Nuggets would have to based on how Jamal Murray played uh in the playoffs, like I don't think they would even have to put Michael Porter Jr. in
0: the trade. I think they're. I I honestly think that. Uh, like I don't know what Nuggets fans would think. I I think they're like in love with those guys. Yeah, I think. I think, they hate it. I think they they see Harden a lot, um, and they just don't. I mean, doesn't every year like Harden just like before? No, no, that's the Jazz. They Harden always knocks out the Jazz every year. Um. I mean, I, that's like. Let me just do you take it.
1: like the established superstar versus what you as a fan base think is an up and coming superstar? Even though yeah, if we don't, don't buy know. Jamal Murray as a superstar, but after the
0: after the bubble man, I don't think th- I think they're not going to trade Nuggets him, right? On yeah. And what they sold Porter. Um, <laughs> I, I agree.
1: I agree. I don't think the Nuggets would do Jamal Murray for James Harden. As crazy as it is to say, even though I think they should, because even think yeah. think about the front yeah. office you can sell your ownership on like, we're this young up and coming team and like truthfully. Right. But if you trade for Harden, now you're on the clock, right? Like now, now, like, what do you have three years more of Harden where like you, you got to win the title or get into the finals. Otherwise your, your owner's going to be like, Dude, we're going to fire you. Like, and when when Jamal Murray is making like all star game after all star game in the Rockets, and and meanwhile, the Nuggets with James Harden and Jokic like lose in the second round and then like lose once in the conference finals. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, from our perspective, we're like, just trade for the better player, but people don't want to get fired. We have to keep that into consideration. You know, it's like when an NFL team won't put a rookie QB in to to start the first season because they're like buying themselves next year. So it's like, we, we know this rookie QB could be good. But we are gonna sit him for a lot of this season, so that we can tell our owner we'll wait till next year. That's when our rookie QB is gonna come in. So now we get two years on the job. You know, it's like people don't want to yeah. get fired, so they will do weird stuff just to not get fired. That might not be the best possible thing for like winning a championship. So, but I'm I'm going through the teams,
0: man. The Clippers, the Clippers are are the Clippers gonna trade Paul George for? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think it's so soon. I think. And I think Paul George is underrated at this point. I do too.
1: Um, I'm I'm buying low. I'm buying Paul George stock. Like we put, people are being way too hard on Paul George. Like he's trash all of a sudden. Like give me a break.
0: Uh, uh, yeah, give me. I mean, because I mean, I'm sure like mid season. Um, I mean, Paul George was like the MVP. Well, he was better. He wasn't better. He had a he had a great season on the Thunder. His I last think he year, he finished third
1: place in MVP. Yeah,
0: he finished third place. Um. Last year, I mean, that team was just like all over the place. They couldn't get into a groove. I mean, Paul George, I think he did fine, but he obviously, the playoffs, you know, that's where he didn't do well. But listen, neither did Harden really. So, you know, it's not like, you know, oh, this, you know, we got to trade for the guy who does well in the playoffs. And I'm just like, oh, wait, Harden kind of isn't great. It's like Harden is, uh, you know, in a tier, it's obviously in a tier above Paul George, but. You know, it's not enough. Where after a year and you gave up the farm for him, um, you know, you just go out and trade Paul George. I, but if I you're getting see... James
1: Harden, I think Clippers fans would be happy about that.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, Harden
1: and Kawhi would be like a great. Co- I, I'm just going to possible teams. I think possible teams that Celtic. This I was just about to say. I, I, we didn't want to bring up your nemesis here, but wouldn't you say what it if the Celtic Exactly, exactly. They're in the mix,
0: Jalen Brown. Um, uh, who else they got? I mean, they got like they have. They're literally trying to give away the picks this year. They could literally give give like four picks to them. They wouldn't be great, but I mean, Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart. Uh, basically for and like four four five first round picks for james harden it's
1: at least even if we're not getting the exact possible frameworks like i would say celtics are in the discussion bucks they don't have enough i don't think raptors have enough right like no i mean what do what it i don't think that's gonna get the job done um so celtics are in the mix i don't think the pacers are in the mix um the heat i don't think would you think the heat would trade bam out of bio for for but bam's not making enough money like they would have to do like
0: they're they're holding steady until next year. They
1: they're going for they're Giannis. going for Giannis. They don't they don't want Harden. And so I would say Celtics, Sixers, and Nets are the teams in the East, right? Because we yeah I, that's what I would say. I, I don't think the Wizards are going to trade Bradley Beal to get James Harden. You know Beal's younger. I don't I don't think they're doing that. So I'd say three teams: Celtics, Sixers, Nets in the East, and in the West teams that like could do it. I would say Clippers, Nuggets. Clippers and Nuggets, right? I don't see any other team, unless you see them.
0: I mean, you know, maybe Mavericks with surrounded by Chris Stops and picks, but do you really want James Harden and Luca? Like that's kind of a combo, don't you think? I don't know. Oh, they might be, they might be going for Giannis too. So yeah, they might like be like ah. I mean, and then the Trailblazers. The only thing is like the Celtics, they just don't seem to make these big trades. Like,
1: well, maybe it's time, Danny Ainge, put your big boy pants on, you know, like enough of this. Well, seven years from now, we're going to have all the MVPs in the league. Like, do it. Go for it right now. I mean, and really is giving that would be weird. Harden in a, in a, I could see Harden in a Nets jersey more than I could see Harden in a Celtics jersey. I think he would just look weird.
0: Yeah, no. I mean, I wouldn't like it, but... I
1: think, no, I think those are the five teams. I would be shocked if if he doesn't end up on one of those five teams. Clippers, Nuggets, Celtics, Sixers, Nets. I just don't see how he ends up on another team. This is crazy. Yeah, um, you were right. I guess you've spoken into existence in terms of being a bananas off season. Uh Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is... Uh, I mean, I can't believe that I mean, if James Harden goes to the Nets, that's just crazy. Um, I mean, we didn't even get to see Katie and Kyrie together. The only thing is, what do you think KD feels in which he came to Brooklyn because he basically won. He's, he's going to be the guy, even no matter who joins the team. But How does he feel you about
1: play. being slightly less the guy, even if he still is yeah. the guy, but not totally the guy, but he's mostly the guy, but we're pretty sure he's the guy. He'll be the guy, but, I mean, are we sure? I mean, Harden's really good, and Katie's coming off a terrible injury. What if he's only, like, half the guy? And isn't that not the whole point that he came to Brooklyn? Yeah, it is very – but they're friends. But are they friends, or how good – we're just saying that they're friends because they played together 10 years ago, but Russ and Harden were friends. That didn't work out it's very
0: interesting because like because what all right so let's say hypothetically the nets win a championship aren't like wouldn't you say like the crowd would be like oh katie still yeah. hasn't moved yes. that he can't do it on his own he needed fucking james harden <laughs> 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 but you know what if I, I i would think that um if i but if he, it's like let's say you know they win two rings what would katie have four rings yeah and on two different teams, I, I think the two different teams is. I I, pretty I think cool. that. Open Achilles injury too, and if he's the
1: best player, I, I think that I'm I'm obviously one of the people who like or it looks. You know, sideways to say the least, at uh, KD on the Warriors, and what a joke that was. But I'm almost on like the side of like, you already did it. So you might as well, who cares at this point, dude? Like, just, just, just go, just do it again, almost like flip the double bird to everybody. I think that would kind of be, I would almost flip back to KD's side. I'm being like, this is kind of hilarious at this point that you're going to do this shit again. Honestly, I kind of respect it. It's like, you're not letting the haters get to you in any way. You're just like, oh, you thought that was bad. Well, guess what? We're doing it again. Oh, you don't like it? Well, we're doing it again. So uh, I don't know. I think that would be kind of funny as someone who really thought him going to the Warriors was like the weakest move of all time. This one would feel different for some reason. I don't know why. Well, it's because
0: he didn't choose to come here. I mean, he didn't. He got here first. Yeah, he was here first. It's so different when
1: you get there first, even though he hasn't even played. It's like it was our idea, dude.
0: (sighs) Yeah. Um, I mean... And I think like people are like, oh, you know, well, there are going to be three balls like on the team because obviously everyone wants the ball. But if Kyrie has proved he can
1: play with LeBron. So why can't he play with KD? So I
0: think that's settled between those two. And I think that. okay. Um, And I think that. um, Harden. Harden. Harden can play off ball well, we, very well.
1: well we assume that he can and we're saying that if he go if he's saying he wants to go to the nets that would have to be basically an admission that I'm willing to play a lot off the ball right but what part of the issue is that he just hasn't part of his problems apparently with Chris Paul and I would imagine Russell Westbrook at this point is that he just refuses he he wants the ball all the time and when he doesn't have the ball He doesn't do anything like he literally just he doesn't cut. He doesn't crash the boards. He doesn't do anything. Now, this would be interesting if this is signaling a change. It's like you cannot play on a team with KD and Kyrie and never play off the ball, dude. So uh, it would be interesting if he's like, you know what, I'll I'll play off the ball because of course he could play off the ball. You you like swing the ball to the other side of the court. And oh, you, you know, the guy who's catching the ball is like James Harden. And he's like attacking a defense that's on the move. Uh, can he do um, that? Yeah, I think he could do that.
0: Uh, Kevin O'Connor just tweeted, the Nets can pretty much offer whatever it takes to get James Harden if they want to. They have all their future firsts and the 19th pick this week, plus a long list of talented players. Dinwiddie, LaVert, Allen, Musa, Crooks, Waller, Prince. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> um, Claxton and Rauro Cabarro. I think Waller Prince. I think I think he means uh, Torian Prince. I don't know.
1: Are those two uh, different people? Is there a Waller and then a Prince?
0: It's it's a Waller uh, dash Prince, like, as if it's one person. Interesting. But I don't know. But yeah, I mean, yeah, we have all <laughs> we have all our picks. Um, so I mean, yeah, but I mean, yeah, I think the, I mean, also. I would be a little bit more shaky if it was just Steve Nash's first year, but he has D'Antoni, so they have two offensive geniuses to make it work. It's like, oh, how will the offense work? It's it's like, all right, well, we'll give you the best offensive head coach in NBA history. And then he
1: basically has three offensive geniuses in their own way on the court. So it's like, I mean, God, I I would not be worried about the offense. I'll be worried about the defense, but getting P.J. Tucker would be nice. You figure hopefully KD – especially if he doesn't have to spend so much energy on offense that he can really sort of dig deep on defense. And even if he's not as athletic as he used to be, still be like a positive defensively, Kyrie has at least shown that like in big moments, in big games, he'll give effort on defense and he's not just going to be like a train wreck and Harden, especially if he's same thing with, uh, uh, KD if he doesn't have to spend as much energy on offense you know he's shown to be a good post defender which doesn't matter as much nowadays with less post guys but I I, I have uh, confidence that on a team that's gunning for a title that Harden will like get his shit together on defense and like be like at least a neutral player
0: I mean I think he's fine I think he's um, fine
1: too honestly he blocked a lot of shots
0: yeah I mean I think KD um I don't think I'm not sure if he'll be elite elite but I think he's going to be obviously a quality defender Kyrie is underrated, you know, I watch, because I was like watching the games and I'm like, is Kyrie actually bad at defense? I'm like, no, he's fine. He's, he's definitely, um, you know, just a competent defender. Like he's not elite, but he's, he's fine. Like he, he's, he gets in the way and um, I think he's okay. Um, And then, you know, DeAndre has been good on defense. PJ Tucker, you know, he was involved in the trade, and that and that obviously wouldn't be you know, then you could start seeing like the ring chasers, like, you know, Gallo or Abaca. The only thing is Abaca, they're both like um early thirties. Yeah, I feel so. like they're
1: not they I've seen people talking about them too. Like the mid level exception I think is like close to ten million dollars. I'm like, why can't Gallon, unless they're like, Well, I just want to win whatever, like I feel like they could get still fifteen million per year, like both of them, right? Yeah. Why not?
0: So- Three years, yeah.
1: I don't. So that's why I'm like, hey, maybe they do end up signing for the mid level, and it's like three for thirty or something. I don't know, I, but I'm I was thinking about that too. I'm like, everyone's just sort of because people are doing that with the Lakers too. Like, oh, they'll get one of Ibaka or, or Gallinari. I'm like, are they really? Are we sure about that?
0: Okay, uh, no. So the same guy, not another the one. Guy, the same guy who originally. He should, be, he should tweet out, like, the double birds or something. You know, big up yourself, man. You, you had this scoop. This is, this is even bigger. Like, if this comes out. So this, the same guy who came out yesterday and said basically that a source is telling me the Nets engage in trade talks with the Rockets for James Harden and blah, blah, blah. He just said, from what I was just told, James Harden to the Nets was practically a done deal. <laughs> it's just a matter of time of ironing out the little details. And he quoted, like, Woj on it. And now it's, like, about to go fucking viral. So I don't know how legit – I don't know who this guy this is. Far going broad, out
1: on a limb.
0: But he's he's a NBA-credentialed writer covering the Clippers for sports. How Solicator. the hell
1: does he have sources on this with the Rockets and the Nets then? This would be the most hilarious yeah. thing if he just, like, willed this into reality somehow. Like, he was just like, man, I need, like, more attention on social media. And, like, he just sort of made it up and then it came true. But I don't think so at
0: this point. I mean, that's the thing. Like he said, mind you, I never do these things. This is what I'm hearing right now through good intel. So we'll, but we'll see what the future holds. I think
1: he's legit. Let's show this guy a follow. I like pretty, this guy. He seems
0: like a. It bro. sounds legit. Where he's like, listen, he's like,
1: not puffing I, his chest out. He's just a messenger. He's just yeah. He's messaging. like, don't get mad at me. I don't do this, guys. I'm so he's almost apologizing. Yeah. Like I'm sorry, <laughs> I had to do this, but I have to do this.
0: I mean. So, I, I don't. It's, this would be crazy. This would, this be, would crazy. be crazy.
1: This would be crazy. This would. This would be nuts. This. This I would mean, be nuts. This would be really cool. Honestly, tickets to go to the Nets games would be insane. Though all the all the fanware, all the fair weather people don't even know basketball.
0: Well, it's in New York, and I don't know if Cuomo is going to be like. Oh, oh, I totally forgot can... for a second that that this yeah. whole
1: virus was a thing that was going on. Whoops, <laughs> that whole thing. <laughs> Never mind. Like we, like, like, even if we might to. block the fucking trade,
0: yeah, no, <laughs> you know, um, some people coming from
1: out of state <laughs> to Brooklyn in this economy. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. Uh, he can't, you can't come James. You're going to have to quarantine in New York for the next three seasons. If you come, uh, this would
0: be crazy. I mean, just so it's like not even it's, I would think of it a top, Well, how would you compare it to the Paul George whole Kawhi thing with this topic?
1: In terms of, uh, well, the Paul George uh, Kawhi thing, I will say is that if memory serves, that was basically just tweeted out with no rumors. Like, we didn't even know. It It just came. It just came. Like, first, people didn't know where Kawhi was going to go. And then we got confirmation. Okay, Kawhi went to the Clippers. And then it was like, oh, by the way, Paul George is coming with him. Like, that came out of nowhere. This... It's tough to compare because, like, okay, if Woe just tweeted, if this Far Quad guy never tweeted, and then Woes just dropped a tweet an hour ago announcing the trade, that would probably top it. But now it it, it kills the sort of um, the shock factor a little bit when you're talking about it for a day or two. But in terms of just crazy, this would I mean, this would probably top it, yeah, because it's like Harden, Harden. KD and Kawhi are like on the similar level, right? But you figure yeah. Harden's on a level above Paul George, and then they don't have a third guy on the Clippers, or they didn't at the time, and they still don't. And then you're also just throwing in Kyrie as like an afterthought, even though he's not an afterthought, but you get what I'm saying. So I think, yeah, yeah I think this would be crazier.
0: Um, What was I going to say? Uh, blah, 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 blah. We
1: talked about, um, did we not randomly one time talk about what if KD went to the Rockets? To like bring back the Thunder guys like Russ, Harden, and KD, and like oh man, that would be so cool. You were even saying it would be cool as a Nets fan, but we're like oh man, that would be sick. And now Russ is kind of like the odd one out. Uh, Maybe, but
0: he Kyrie is an upgrade. No, he is an
1: upgrade. He's an upgrade.
0: This can actually be what we dreamed of. Like. You know, some for some reason, that Abaka is just like, I'm good with the money. Like, he's like, he's Mr. Meditated. Bring the boys back care. together. Yeah, he's just like, I'm going to sign with the Nets. It's about brotherhood, then,
1: not Benjamin's. Something stupid. it's like,
0: yeah, Katie, Harden, Abaka, and then you replace Russ with Kyrie. They might I have mean, to trade
1: Kyrie to the Rockets for Russ. I'm sorry to do it, but they might have to. I'm kidding. <laughs> Obviously, they're not going to do that, but that would be hilarious.
0: I mean, this is. I forgot what I was going to fucking say. It's just
1: fun, Fun. honestly. This would be a lot of fun. I think they would uh, – I would have to see how the rest of the. I mean, you know more about the Nets than I do. Um, We'll have to see if P.J. Tucker is included in the trade. That would be big, obviously. But I I can't – we'll have to see how it shakes out. Because, look, we've seen when when, uh, the Heat got together, like LeBron, D. Wade, and Bosh, it was like, oh, these guys are going to win literally four titles in a row. When KD went to the Warriors – we thought they were going to win seven titles in a row, you know? So yeah. it, we, it's just, is my first impulse like, of course the Nets are going to win the title? Yeah. But, you know, things don't necessarily always uh, work out exactly how we thought, number one, and don't last for as long as we thought, which is probably the more important point. But I don't see, I would have a hard time seeing how the rest they so let's say they trade for Harden I'd have a hard time seeing how the rest of their roster would shake out to where we get to opening day and they wouldn't be considered the favorites you know
0: I mean it's key I mean Joe Harris I think Joe Harris is just huge he's just a great player uh they have like the three and D guy obviously they're gonna have shooting uh defense is gonna be tough but you know we were we were uh, about like the mid like in a uh, middling uh, defensive team last year and we didn't have kd and you know Dinwiddie, Karras are not really defensive specialists so it's not like you're losing much on defense there more on offense but obviously when you bring it back hard and you know you, you get all all offense you need jared allen obviously Uh, is good defensively so that you you may miss but if you replace him with Serge Ibaka then it's fine you replace him with Serge Ibaka Um, I mean I feel like there are I I would have to look at the I feel like finding just a you know fine defensive center I feel like Jaron Allen is more replaceable from what like you need from him um well well, deandre
1: is probably thrilled about this he's thinking we got four all-stars on this team oh my god this is uh this is awesome me Kyrie, uh do you think he's gonna be part of like the pictures like the promo pictures that they do definitely right like zero doubt it's gonna be them four
0: uh yeah no i mean he was it was like yeah Kyrie, katie and and dre uh, last year it's
1: a testament to who you know is it not this yeah. is what life is about. This is about making relationships, connections with other people. And then you're DeAndre Jordan. And yeah, you end up in a great situation. Why? Because you're friends with with, with, with other people and you get along with them. So honestly, a, a nice little life lesson there from, from DeAndre Jordan. I'm not going to hate on the guy. Um, oh, I had a point point. I forgot what it was.
0: Yeah, I mean, DeAndre, I mean, I, I put out an article saying how they should keep Jared Allen and he's going to be good. But, um, you know, DeAndre has been uh, just a quality quality on offense and defense. Uh in the, in the beginning of the season he looked pretty he looked kind of washed, but you know, he he certainly stepped it up and basically he he, he plays his role. He plays his role well. And that's all you need and from a center that's, on that's that's this theoretical team. team. Yeah, so um that I'm not too worried about, but you know, I mean maybe like Eric Gordon's included, but I mean Eric Gordon had a terrible year.
1: Buy low, buy I mean, low. I
0: think he could bounce back. I think he could bounce back and shoot. I mean, unless he doesn't like Harden,
1: could be, could be. He's he's that's one of the, the ones included.
0: 20. Yeah, I mean, he's 32, so um, I think. I mean, he's very consistent. He basically averages like literally his entire career. He basically averages like 16 a game. It's incredible from his rookie year to now. <laughs> 16, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16. It's just nonstop. Like he'll just give you 16 points per game, and you know, um, league average, if not above, three point shooting. But I mean, I don't know. We'll see what the what the deal is. But obviously, the last time the Nets did a Godfather offer, it was a mess. But this is totally different circumstances. Um the biggest act like that trade wasn't terrible. It was the the part that was awful was that they didn't put they didn't even put a top three um protection on it. And like at the time, like, you know, the Nets were considered to be Eastern conference contenders, not necessarily maybe contenders, but obviously LeBron was there. So, you know, there's definitely one of the elite teams preseason. But expecting them um, to get
1: like the twenty fourth pick for a couple of years.
0: Yeah, for at least like two, three years. So You would think, like, oh, you know, we'll we'll put some protections on those just for like top three, just like the Celtics wouldn't even be like, all right, yeah, whatever. I don't think that was
1: going to hold up the trade. One one thing that just popped into my head is also uh, the owner is the, uh, he's he's basically Alibaba, like the Amazon of China, right? Like he should be rich as hell. Like this guy, he better be, you know, if you're going to make this trade and get these players, you should just, you know, go for it. Like be, willing to spend in the luxury tax especially because they i don't know if they released something like i'm not following any of the cba oh we 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 fixed the contracts blah, blah 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 i don't i don't i'm not trying to like become like a finance expert of the nba so but there was something where they're like luxury tax is not going to be as bad if and when revenue to, like f- goes down for this coming season it was basically something like we revenue is going to go down this year. So your luxury tax bill is not going to be actually as bad as it would have been basically.
0: Right. And so, I mean, we'll see, we'll see what happens, but <sighs> exciting. Um, this is a huge week and we could see just some, some massive, massive deals. Mm-hmm. Obviously it looks like what we were just talking about the nets. Um, Then we could see uh, Russell get traded. Drew Holiday get traded. Drew Holiday get traded. Chris Paul maybe get traded. Chris Paul, Blake Griffin. Um, All in a span of one or two weeks. So, I mean, the season starts... Preseason starts in a month. So, the, the actual real season starts in basically like five weeks. So... It's going to come hard and fast. It's going to come hard it, and fast. This to be great.
1: I, I'm already looking for – Well, the only thing is that we don't have Rasillo and Bill on this podcast. We have uh, Bill and Cousin Sal. But my issue is when Bill will do NBA talk at the top of the podcast, but Cousin Sal obviously is a football guy and doesn't care as much as the NBA. And I would wish that Bill would just do the segments as standalone segments at the top of the podcast without Cousin right. Sal. Because then he can right. go as for as long as he wants. Because sometimes Sal's like, "All right, can we just get to the football, man?" So you yeah, know, yeah. I just give us give us fifteen minutes from the top uh, tonight, Bill, please. One
0: hundred percent. He might, yeah, he might. I mean, this is it's it's like hard enough to not to go on for more than five minutes about this because this is just uh, big news. I mean, we'll see how legit this. Who knows how legit this guys' uh, sources are? Well, his his
1: I mean, his sources seem to definitely have been confirmed. I mean, you can't when it's Zach Lowe or Mona Shelburne and Woe there is at least something to it. Now, whether his done deal thing comes to fruition seems like sort of like because he could have even he could have said without that tweet like, "Look, guys, I was right. You know, I'm legitimate. I have good sources." Like he didn't have to add like, "This is like a done Aria deal." Abrams. What?
0: Arya Abram whatever like Yeah was.
1: yeah yeah he he didn't um he didn't have to double down and say like this is a done deal but he did which makes you think that someone told him that
0: uh that's reliable so uh
1: it, it's interesting it's interesting yeah i mean i mean i hope it happens at this point
0: the only thing is um that he said that the nets and uh rockets were already talking but then Uh, Woj said that there have been no trade discussions between the Nets and the Rockets. So Mm -hmm. that's the only conflicting information. You always
1: got to default to Woj on this, but seems seems weird that he would have good, you know, who knows, maybe what team, maybe Woj is like doing a favor to one of the, you know, to to maybe the Rockets and they don't want people to know, you know, who knows what that's about.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that um, basically speculation is just that the Rockets are saying that they plan to run it back basically to amp up the Nets offer and maybe throw in like another pick or two um, for Harden just to get that, you know, that that true godfather offer. And then, you know, because I mean, listen, I think that, you know, this is for the Nets. This is literally there's never been there's there may never will be like for the next like 100 years um, a better time to win a championship. Like this is the time to actually go all in. And, you know, back in 2013, you had a oft injured Darren Williams aged Joe Johnson, and a, uh, okay center and Brooke Lopez. And then you get, you trade for out of, you know, washed KG and Paul Pierce. So, and that's like, you know, that's it's a totally different scenario when you have um, Kevin Durant, you know, top five player. If he's healthy, you know, you could argue number one, number two, Kyrie, just elite point guard, James Harden. You know, there's like you could argue outside of like the top two or three, you could argue him between from like four to eight you know he's he's and it's a super talented league so obviously can't deny Harden's talent so you know this is just uh a very very rare opportunity for the Nets and the owner Joe is willing to spend and you know if they they could easily if they they make the offer i mean i don't see why the rockets wouldn't do it cuz i think they should just blow it up um like if he doesn't even go to the if he doesn't even go to the Nets, I still think they should blow it up. Um, personally, and you know, the signs are there. The, oh yeah, the only thing, the only thing um, is that the Nets trades have never been leaked before. So that's the only thing that is also uh, making me more conservative, more cautious about this deal. Um, usually, they just kind of pop up and it's like, whoa, should, like oh, the net's traded blah 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 and you you had no idea, so they're very good when it comes to leaks um so i i mean it could be i mean obviously it could be the other team it could be the rockets, someone on the rocket side leaking it, so that's the only thing that you could argue with that, but I mean yeah, I mean we'll see what happens um we might have to do an emergency pod. Sometime in the middle of the week, if things get crazy, because the trade market opens up tomorrow, so um, we'll see.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really have <laughs> uh, too much else to talk about.
0: Yeah, I mean, very exciting times, but yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what else happens. Uh, we'll stop speculating for now. Um, we'll just put out a story. About uh, well, we she put out one yeah. of his
1: stories that's just like two of his tweets, like in article form. Oh, yeah, that's
0: it. Okay, like they normally, never- I, mean, I don't really expect anything else. Yeah, no, I, I
1: didn't read it, but I'm just saying that's what he always does.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's very, it does, it does, it tells you everything you already Yeah, know. exactly. So we will see what happens. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. So hopefully hopefully i'm actually rooting for an emergency pod because that would be probably well it could be bad news if he goes to the the fucking sixers but (laughs) we'll see what happens but yeah i mean i that's that's my thoughts you too yeah
1: yeah i'm done i think i think we we covered everything it was good to have some breaking news of what we were basically talking about at the time so good stuff
0: that was very cool perfect timing all right. Well, we will see you when when we uh see you. All right. Peace.